Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. not enough. Give it up for Jesus. Come on. You may be seated. God bless you. You may be seated. You you may stand up. No, just kidding. (laughs) Beautiful building. It's the first time I've been here. Absolutely beautiful. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Leonard from, uh, I got raised by Pastor Ruben in Buena Park. And, um, I always thought it was going to be kind of strange going to a different building, but you know, it's the people that are the church. Amen? The building's not the church, but it is definitely a beautiful, beautiful building. And I can feel Pastora all over it. Amen. Come on, that's right. Give it a, I can see orchestrated everything here. All right, it's uh, greetings from Bakersfield. Let me word of Bakersfield. Um, behalf of me and my wife, God bless you. Uh, when I used to get speak in Brenda Park, Pastor Stella would sit there and she always said, you have to introduce your wife. You forgot to do that again. So Valerie, I have to be obedient. Come on up. She didn't know I was going to do that. Good evening, church. It's such an honor and a blessing to be here tonight. Um, Like my husband said, we were raised in Buena Park, um, and it's always good to come home. Um, And like he said, it's the people. It's the people. I know a lot of you don't know us, but a lot of you do. And it's always such a welcoming feeling. You know, um, in January, since January, we just have been going through all kinds of things. And you know what? All glory to God. We still press on. We press forward. We move. We keep moving by his spirit because there's still a job to do. Amen, church? There is nothing that God can't fix. There is no one that God can't heal. God can't save. If you guys are going through a rough patch, if you're going through a storm, just remember who your maker is. Remember who your provider is. God is doing such a good work in Bakersfield. He is using our ministry to feed hundreds and hundreds of people. We feed over a thousand people every third Monday of the month. And we just got into um, another program out there, um, City Serve. It's uh, it's nationwide. It's not just in Bakersfield. It is nationwide. But they pro- they provide goods and service for those families that don't have anything. So we get pallets and pallets of merchandise. And when the community needs it, we're out there and we're ministering the word of God. We their motto is: you take a family and you give give them something that they need, and then they will open their door to you and you're able to minister to them you're able to lead them to the Lord so that has been a blessing but let me tell you the devil just wants to come up and just stop us from doing what he's what God has called us to do and and discouragement will come into his people sometimes but let me tell you the blessing that comes from that we're the ones that get blessed we get to see 
families out there that are in need, that are poverty, they're homeless, and we get to provide for them. And God is the one doing the providing, but he uses the willing vessel. Amen. So if you're willing, church, God will use you. Just focus on him and he will get you through anything. God bless you. Ready for an altar call now? Never mind having to follow you. <laughs> hey, thank you. Okay. What are you smoking, Alex? <laughs> well, if you're taking notes tonight, the title of this message is We Give Because. We Give Because. Amen? Our text will be John 11, 11 through 15, and then down to 40 and 44. Go ahead and go there, hold it. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We welcome your presence here today and, and celebrate the gift of life that you have given each of us. We ask you that you open up our ears so that we may hear your voice. Open up our minds so that we may receive your wisdom. Open up our spirits so that we may know your heart and open up our hearts so that we may receive your wonderful love. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. We all agree by saying amen and amen. Give the Lord another clap offering. Come on. This past week, I was listening to worship, music and praying and asking God for direction and I just wanted to know what he wanted from me, what I could do for him. Then it became clear. People need someone with faith to encourage and lift them up. Amen? So as I spent more time in prayer, I realized that it's actually pretty simple. It's about giving what we have to those who do not have. Amen? So I started thinking about all the times when the church up there in Bakersfield uh, had a financial need and, and, and so, someone always met that need. And, and most of the time they would just say that God told me to give this love offering. Amen. Sometimes they were just driving by the church. You know, we have car washes out there on Thursdays, uh, Friday and Saturday. And, and they, uh, people may not know us uh, or ever come to the church, but they know the car washes. And they would say, well, I'm just driving by, and God told me to come and give this. And just, sometimes it's a check, sometimes it's a wad of cash. Sometimes it's a, a one-time offering. Sometimes it comes in the mail. But the, the thing that gets me, that I know it's God, is these people aren't even members of the church. They don't even know who the pastor is. They don't know anybody in the church. It's they're being guided and directed by God. Amen? It lets us know that, that God is looking out for us and that everything will always be okay. Amen? You believe that tonight, church? Just as long as we keep doing what God called us to do. Amen? Don't rear off to the right, don't veer off to the left, don't lean on your own understanding, just keep doing what God called you to do. Amen? 
You know, I, uh, something that Pastor Ruben constantly imparted into me. Don't worry about it. Just keep doing what God called you to do. Pastor Stella would tell me, I see you're troubled today. Just keep doing what God called you to do. I hear those voices in my head all the time. These imparted things in me that invaluable. Amen? Well, see, the same thing that, that takes place with God always making sure that we're taken care of, that takes place when we bless people around us. When they're in need. When you see someone in need, that's God speaking to you. Hey, fill that need. Meet that need. Amen? It might be with money. It, 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 it might be with food. It, it, it might be with, with clothing. or It might be sharing a word of encouragement. Instead of just walking by and ignoring it. To give them what they do not have. So, drink some water. As I meditated on this, I began to look at the life of Jesus and realized he was constantly giving to others what they did not have. Amen? He loved people too much to leave them the way they were. He loved them too much to leave them the way he found them. So let's go to our text. John 11, 11 through 15, and then we're going to jump down to 40 through 44. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Verse 40, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here, so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in head cloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Woo. That's a pretty amazing, pretty amazing scripture. To Lazarus, he gave life. Lazarus, he was dead. His life was over until Jesus got involved. Amen? Jesus called him out to offer him a new chance on life. He's doing the same thing today. He's offering each and every one of you a new chance in life. Amen? How many here has gotten a second chance? How many here have got many second chances? Amen? Let's go to Mark chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. Mark 8, 22 to 26. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus. 
and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around and said, yes. He said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away, saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. So to this blind man, he gave sight. The blind man was brought to Jesus, and Jesus healed him. Now, can you imagine how excited the, the people who brought him must have been? To play a small but necessary part that helped make a difference in his life forever. Amen? So who do you know that needs Jesus in their life? Who has Jesus brought in your path that you walked right by? What part can you play to get them to Jesus? Amen? Don't get quiet on me now. Come on. Matthew 15, 29 to 31. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right. But let the one who has never sinned whoo, throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I go and sin no more. Amen? You can give, you give that a clap offering, amen? So, he, uh, where are we at here? So he healed the lame, he healed the blind, he healed the crippled, and he healed those who couldn't speak. Those who were in, in his presence were amazed by his love and amazed by his power. But church, Jesus is still just as amazing today. We just get too busy. We don't want to see it. We, don't, we, we, we know it. And we say we do, we come to church and we, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I am holy, I've got my Bible. But then when you get in your car, you're cussing out the wife or slapping the kids. No, nobody here. But listen, 
He's still just amazing today. Amen? And he's still performing miracles. Amen? You know, I won't get into it because they say, you know, don't dwell on your past, but there's so many miracles that, that I've seen in this ministry and, and, and they, miracles that I've experienced in my life, in my son's life. And there was always a motto. I don't know if you guys still have it. Uh, Sylvia always said we don't pray to the wind. And we don't. Amen? We pray to a, a living God. Amen? We pray to our Lord and Savior. Amen? And he still wants you to bring those that are in need to him. That's what we're called to do. Amen? So that he can reach out, touch their life, and change their world. Amen? How many worlds have been changed by, through Jesus? Amen? Come on. I know some of you in here, and I know that your worlds have been changed as mine has. But I'm sure that it goes further than that. John 8, 1 through 11. They kept demanding an answer. Oh, we already read that. Okay. See, what he did is he gave, he gave mercy to that woman who committed adultery. She was guilty. Yes, she knew better. She did it on purpose. And there's no reason why she should be allowed mercy. Amen? Except that Jesus loved her that much. But it would have been even sweeter if she was brought to Jesus for restoration instead of judgment. So many times we're so quick to judge somebody. We want mercy. What about that guy? Mercy for me, mercy for you. Mercy for me, mercy for you. We're so quick to cast judgment because we're so perfect. Amen? Or is, this, is that just in Bakersfield? Amen? We are so quick to do that. And Jesus says, oh, your sins are forgiven. I give you mercy. Don't be like those who, who cast judgment on, on her and wanted to see her punished. I mean, that's just the, our human nature. I, I see him. He did that, so he's going to pay because I paid for that once. I got discipline in the home for that. That guy should get it. I did that, and I got a month's worth of dishes, and he only gets a day? Mercy for me, mercy for you. Amen? See, instead of casting judgment, we need to offer people a chance at restoration. Isn't that what this ministry is all about? All the homes? Restoration. I was restored in the men's home. Four years in the men's home. I was restored. It was a place of refuge. What if they just wanted to cast judgment on me? I'd be back out there on the street stealing the wild cat's food that the old lady leaves every day, waiting for the old lady to leave and take the cat's food. Yeah, that's where I would be. Not that I did that. But we need to bring people to Jesus so they can be restored, not judged. See, Jesus offers hope to those that don't have any hope, that have lost hope. To the 5,000, 
We don't know that story. He gave, he gave them food when they were hungry. Amen? To the host of the wedding, he gave the best wine out of water. To the demon-possessed, he, he gave deliverance. Amen? To the centurion, he gave help to his servant. And it goes on and on and on. Jesus always meet the needs in those in need. Have you been in need? And has Jesus met it? And he meets, he meets the needs every day. Like I was telling you about this, when, the, when we first got up to Bakersfield, I'd be checking the, the, the church account like maybe seven times a day going, oh my God, we're gonna make this, how are we gonna make this? My wife just, she'd be looking at me. She'd let me go through the seven times. She goes, you know what? Stop. Just trust God. It took me a while to really have that sink in because I didn't, we didn't want Pastor Ruben to have to bail us out. You know, when you start a church, there's times when they need to be bailed out. And those times I thought we needed to be bailed out. But I knew just checking that bank account seven times a day, all of a sudden there's going to be money in there. <laughs> but then I took my wife's advice. I don't even, I don't even look at it. Because I know God's always going to meet the need. He's always going to meet the need. You know, he gives something that we don't have, that we are in need of, which most of the time will lead to a blessed life. But sometimes his gift is rejected. The rich young ruler went away sad because he couldn't accept the instructions that Jesus gave him. Isn't Jesus telling you, Jesse, this is what you have to do to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he tells you what you need to do. You go, oh, no, I can't do that. Sorry, I guess I'm sorry. And walk away. That would be horrible. He had to say no to the life that Jesus was offering him. In Jesus' own hometown, he left. Even there, there were, even though there were many, many people still sick and dying because they could not believe in him for healing. I don't know about you guys, but family, not all families, but family, sometimes the hardest people to get through to because they knew you at your worst. And all of us say, oh man, look what God has done with you. You look great and everything. And then you start, oh, it's not for me. It's not for me. Come on, family. Amen? And you, this is why you come here and you see Pastor Ruben's entire family serving. And, 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 and not only the ones that are here, but the ones that are in different cities and different states serving God. Amen? But his own hometown, they would not believe in him. They would not receive from him. It cost them more than they even really knew. As Christians, we are supposed to share our faith. You agree with that? Yes. In fact, the Great Commission uh, are in two Gospels. Go to Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then, oh, that's not it. 
these, see, that's why I never use these technical things. There we go. <laughs> Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And then we go to Mark 16, 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Isn't that what we're called to do? Amen. Isn't that what we are called to do? Amen. That city serve my wife was talking about, that's an evangelizing tool. They say generosity opens doors. And it does. This one pastor, he was going around to houses, and when he showed up at cities, all that was left was a whole container full of dog food. Everything else was gone. Said, Give it to me, I'll take the dog food. So he goes around, I think he's from Taft, he's knocking on the doors, and he does this regularly, and he, he said, can I pray? I'm from this church down the street, can I pray for you? And this one guy said, no, it's okay, I'm good, man, slams the door. Then he hears a dog barking. Knocks on the door again. He says, hey, I'm not, not going to ask you if I'm going to pray for you, but I hear, do you have a dog? He goes, yes. Well, I've got all this dog food in my 50-pound bags. Can I just give you one? No strings attached. I just need to get rid of them. It's, yeah, I can take some dog food. What church are you from? And it opened up the door. Now that, that man is serving in his church. Amen? And he went from 40 to 400 people in that church. Generosity opens doors. They tell you don't force it on them. If they say no, it's no. But you're going out there showing the love of Christ. Amen? That's what's such a blessing about that, that ministry. My wife's got a lot of things going. She's got that food ministry, the city serve. I just came back and have faith like she said and watch. <laughs> Good job, honey. See, most Christians, they don't follow the Great Commission. They don't. Research shows, I know you don't like people who go, go to stats, but research shows that 95% of Christians have never led another person to Jesus. Only 2% of churchgoers have invited an unchurched person to church in the past year. 59% of Christians say they seldom or never share their faith with anyone. And I'm not going to tell you if that's you, stand up. Because I know nobody, that doesn't, that's none of you. It's all of us. How many opportunities, seriously, just think, of it, think about it yourself, that you have passed up and you know that God was telling you to talk to that person. Amen? Come on, I have. It almost sounds like we really don't care that much about the lost. Amen? Isn't that what we're here to do? The gospel is meant to be shared, not hidden. And sometimes we end up hoarding the truth instead of sharing hope. Amen? We can, be, we can become so focused on ourselves. 
in our little lives that we miss this great opportunity that God puts right in front of us. Here, that's the person I want you to introduce me to. And you saw, if they're still there when I come back, I gotta do the shopping. If I don't get on the freeway right now, the traffic's gonna be bad. Come on, it may not be the excuses you use, but some that I use. Amen, come on. Opportunity after opportunity that God is putting in front of us, we miss. And you're just missing the blessing. Because God will get somebody else to minister to that person. It's you that's being hurt, not that person. God's got that person. Amen? We give, when we give to others and serve others, it will replenish us and refresh us. And we'll feel brand new. Amen? Because that's our purpose. Jesus put it this way in Luke 6, 38. Now this is used a lot when people pick up offerings. But it can be more than just for a tithe and offering scripture. It says, give and you will receive. And I'm, talking, no, I'm talking right now tithes. I'm not talking about money. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down. Say press down. Shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So don't pass up that opportunity next time. Amen? God is looking for someone like you who will actually say, if you can use anybody, use me, Lord. Use me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. Amen? If you're that person, a wonderful and exciting life awaits you. Going to be difficult? Heck yeah. But anything that's easy is not worth it. Amen? You must have the faith to believe in him. You must say yes to his plan for your life. Are you willing to do that tonight, church? Amen? So today I want to ask you some questions. Amen? Have you accepted Jesus? Don't get excited. I'm not ending. You hear that, all right, it's almost over. Have you accepted Jesus as Lord of your life? Have you finally said yes to him and given your life over to him? Are you 100% sure if you died right now, you'd go to heaven? You can be. Everyone right now, just bow your heads where you're at. Nobody's moving around. Nobody get up. Just bow your heads for a moment. If you right now want to say yes to Jesus and give your life over to him and start living the life that he has for you, then repeat this prayer. Say, Jesus. Come on. Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. 
Please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross, rose on the third day, and now sit at the right hand of the Father. I ask you to come into my life, come into my heart, and save me. Change me as I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Now, for the rest of you that are already saved and in the right place, recognize the ones that God puts in your path who needs to be told about Jesus. Open up your spiritual eyes so you are able to see exactly what God wants to do. Don't drive by them. Don't walk by them. Of course, use wisdom. I'm talking about, you know, a young girl go up to the, you know, but don't miss a pass. <laughs> don't miss or pass this opportunity. Amen. Don't make me laugh. Now. The people who needs a healing touch, who needs a calm in their storm. Amen. Who needs a light in their dark world. Start being more of a giver than just a possessor. Amen? Amen? Come on. Jesus, he's counting on us to be his hands, to be his feet, to be his billboard, to be his mouthpiece. Amen? Allow him to flow through you to others. Make your life about reaching out. Amen? And you'll see that all your needs will get met. Amen? Amen? Your body will be healed physically as well as spiritually. Your family gets restored. Amen? Your children stop rebelling. I guess it's one, one honest person in here. Amen. <laughs> but most important, your life will have purpose, and, and Jesus is glorified. Amen? Last scripture, John 3, 16. Just everybody see. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Church, from the greatest tragedy came the greatest victory. Amen? Salvation and the forgiveness of sin. You see, Jesus didn't stay on that cross. Amen? He rose again from the dead three days later, and he is alive. Say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus. And he's living inside of me. He's standing at the door of your life and knocking. He is saying that if you will hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. Are you willing to do that, church? You can pray and ask God to forgive you of your sins, and Jesus will hear your prayer. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, and you're hurting, Jesus is saying, let me come in. Let me refresh you. Let me give you rest. 
Open up. Surrender to me. Let me give you the meaning and the purpose of life that you've been searching for. Jesus gives us the hope that when our lives on this earth come to an end, we will go to heaven. But not everyone has that hope. Amen? Heaven isn't the default uh, destination for every human being. Amen? You can't hit that, oh, back to the default setting. That this doesn't work that way. It is only the eternal destination of those who put their faith in Jesus. Amen? So if that's you this evening, you might be in need of a, a breakthrough in your life. You might even need a miracle tonight. Amen? Amen? I want you to come to the altars. The altars are open. Everybody stand. You see, God, God will allow us. Now listen to this. God will allow us to go through circumstances that make us uncomfortable, amen, to get our attention. Amen? He wants us to change direction because we're going the wrong way. Then you start becoming overwhelmed because of your circumstances. Here's the key. I'm going to leave you with this. You need to put God between you and your circumstances instead of putting your circumstance between you and God. Amen? And how do you do that? By listening and believing the Word of God. Trusting Him. Obeying Him. Tonight, church, the altars are open. Nobody has to know what you're going through. What your need is. Because God knows. God knows what you need. He knows what you're going through. Because He allowed it. Because he has a purpose for your life. And he will use that, that trial, that, that, that circumstance, that situation that you're in for his good. Amen? But you have to come and, and lay it at the foot of the cross. Surrender it to him. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Help me. I can't do this no more. Church, I pray that God continues to bless you endlessly and give you peace. Amen? These altars are open. Whatever your need is, bring it here. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that, that we have spent together learning more about you and, and, and your love. And as we leave this place this evening, may, may we be committed to worshiping and serving you in our daily lives. Please fill us with peace. Help us to go forth with joy that only can come to you. In Jesus' name we pray.